Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. All right. Welcome back. This is day three of our 12 days of gifts. I am so excited to be running this on the podcast in conjunction with the hub where you can get all the printables that go with these episodes. It's super exciting. So fun to be able to give this away. And again, the reason we're doing this right exactly when we're doing it is because it is my favorite time of year. We are celebrating that we just passed 300 episodes and... I just think it's such a powerful bridge from the darkest day, which is the solstice, which is when we started all this, into the new year. And I just want to give you lots of tools that help you really feel great about the year that just passed, give you tools for navigating all this holiday stuff, and also give you the tools to be planning 2022 from this grounded place. So I've kind of thought through the order so that it it goes in a logic logical way for you to really feel closure and then move into some planning, just FYI. So today I am going to share with you a talk that Amy Ehlers gave at last year's Make December Matter event. It is so good. This process that she taught, I actually, I think I had sent like an email a year for a couple of years because I so was dying for her to teach this process to our community. And I, it felt out of integrity for me to teach it myself, even though I've been doing it for quite a number of years. This is something that she came up with in the 90s and has been doing every year ever since. And she's been taking thousands of women, her clients through um, every year. And it's just that impactful of a process that I so wanted it taught to you. And it's all about really completing the year and feeling whole as you complete the year. And we really get to look at the great things and the not so great things. And we get to, I don't know, I think the easiest, the easiest way to explain it is really come to peace with everything. And from that place, planning next year will just be like so much better. So I'm going to let Amy just take over. Again, this is from last year's event. So I think there's a couple times when Amy alludes to 2020 and 2021. So don't be confused by that. We are talking about 2021 and 2022. And again, this is a practice that I have spent the week in between Christmas and New Year's doing every year. And I find that if I can just find a few quiet half hours in the mornings or in the evenings um, to just take the next step. That gets me through it. And at the end, you'll see it's a completion process. It really is a completion ritual. And it's so, it's so good. It will have you creating your goals for next year from a whole other level. All right. I'm super excited. All right. So Amy Ehlers, by the way, is I would say a world-renowned coach. She's an amazing human. She's a mama, and she shares her work all over the place and is a best-selling author. And I don't have her official bio in front of me, so that's what I'm going to tell you about her. But she's just amazing. And she has the Amy Ehlers Show, so she has her own podcast. So go check her out. And with no further ado, let's learn from her 
this process of really feeling completion this year. I definitely want all of you that are listening to have your workbook, preferably printed out if possible in front of you today. And we'll walk through this. And then because of time, obviously, you might want to come back to the different things that we're doing. But the whole premise of this is to really give yourself the gift of a clean slate as you begin the new year. And so often we just run from one thing, one year right into the next year. And we never really take that time to complete it, to really deeply complete it. So the first start of part of this process is clearing out your past. And so what I encourage you to do is do a one year inventory. And I often myself, when I do this, and this is a process that I've used for going on literally like 25 years in one form or another. And I've kind of perfected it over the time. I've run a lot of New Year's workshops where we actually do this process to clear out the year past. So this is something that I've been doing for decades. And what I find really helpful is actually going through my calendar and going back to January of 2020 and looking at what was going on in January and starting to make your list and your inventory through that. So on one side of the worksheet, you are going to be doing all of the wins, accomplishments, and completions. So these are things that you really wanna celebrate. These are things that came to an official close this year. So some of these examples that we have on the sample inventory, it might be that you got a divorce this year, which you know what, with what's going on with shelter in place, I actually know a lot of couples who've made that very tough decision to do because they've been together for so long and really in that. So maybe that's something that happened. Maybe you got an exercise routine in place. Maybe you took time with a relative that passed this year that was really sacred to you. Maybe you won an award for work that you're doing. Maybe you're a professional woman that like knocked it out of the ballpark with your sales, or maybe you started a business this year really take time and go through month by month by month to go, what were the wins? What were the accomplishments? What are the triumphs from this year? And on the left-hand side, you're going to make that list. On the right-hand side, that's where you are going to list out your losses, your failures, and your incompletions. So this might be things where, you know what, you really failed with something. And I'm using that term very intentionally because as, as human beings, we don't like the term failure. And as women in particular, I've noticed over the years that for women, instead of saying, oh, that was a failure, we take on, I am a failure. We actually take it on as an identity. So I want you to actually separate those things out as you go through this and say, yeah, I failed. And one of my favorite quotes, and you'll see it here in the workbook, is the Winston Churchill quote, success is leaping from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. And I, I just love that. love that quote so much, right? Okay, but, and I have to pause you for one sec. Yes, I, please. I have a feeling, especially after this year, like, yes. because I feel like there's probably this year more so maybe than others, we might have sent, spent, like made a big plan for 2020 that yep. didn't necessarily come to fruition, right? So yes. I think a lot of people are feeling that right now. Like what was this year? I just want it to be over so I can start the new year, which is why I think this process is so particularly important. Yes. But for anyone listening who's like, well, I don't know if there was any wins, like 
Yes. What, what, yeah. what, what would you say to them? Because this, I feel like this is your specialty. Yeah. So one of the things, and we're going to talk more about this um, in the workbook a little bit later, but I, I call that inner critic, the inner mean girl for women. And so our inner mean girls want to completely hijack your ritual that you're going through here and say that you did not have any wins whatsoever. And so I would really have you look deeper than that. Look to, if you had to be grateful for something, what would it be? Look for the little unexpected wins. And these do not have to be big wins. They can be, you know, like we have on the list here, sent out first e-newsletter to clients. Maybe you made a, your first post on social media about a new business venture that you had. Count that as a win. Look hard. This is something in our brains called the reticular activation system, which is that part of our brain that decides what's important. So this is that phenomenon when, you know, you get a new red Prius and then you're driving down the highway and all that you see are other red Priuses. And you're like, oh my gosh, everyone has a red Prius. Well, no, it's not that everyone has a red Prius. It's just that that information wasn't important. And so where we focus our minds is when we start collecting evidence to prove our point. I love that. And so I want everyone to really ask, what were my wins? What are the things that I am proud of? And really looking, and especially with COVID and with all the things that we've been through, who are you excited that you became this year? What are those, like literally just making it to the end of the year is a win. Let yourself claim it. It's so important and success begets success. So the more we can really claim and own our wins, the more we're going to actually be able to create more wins. So it really is about getting that mindset going on and telling your inner mean girl to go to the movies while you fill this out and really allowing yourself to claim even the small ones for sure. Yeah. Does that help? Yes. Thank you. I totally like took you away, but I think that that's really important. And I know that that's your, your zone of genius. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, it is really important. And, and I feel like there's a lot of unexpected wins that, that we can really be investigating. I, when we ask questions, it really is like shining a flashlight. So we want to really turn that flashlight over to the winds. Yeah. And then of course, we're going to go over to these losses and incompletions and disappointments. We can all we, be teachers while we're doing all the other things. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah. And maybe it's like, you know, I know for both you and I, you know, doing distance learning with our kids has been kind of a nightmare. Yeah. And what a win that I've spent all of this time with my kids. My, My husband's a musician and in 2019, he was on tour for a lot of the year. And so one of the unexpected wins that I have is that I spent a lot of time with my husband this year. That was unexpected because he had some tours coming up. So yeah, canceled and that would go in the disappointment column. And then it will also go in the win column that we got to spend all this time together and really do some deep work on our marriage, which was. And, and actually, I really love that as a tool. Like whenever I, whenever I'm in that disappointment thing, I'm like, okay, that's a disappointment. And then like what, like you can almost always, I think, correlate the other yes. column. I love that. Yes. Well, and that's important is that there probably are, and you'll see in the example there that divorce is in the win column and in the losses column. Mm. And that can be exactly true. You can have one thing and you can see the parts of it that were the win, the completion, the success. And then you can also see the part that's the disappointment and the loss and the failure. So let yourself expand in that way. And what you really want to do is just be honest with yourself, but with absolute compassion. 
And I do recommend again, going through your calendar to really see like, well, what was going on in February? What was going on in March? Wow. March is when we kind of went on lockdown. Okay. What happened that month? And, and go through and see what was happening in your life in that time. It's really important to do that inventory with clarity. So once you've gone ahead and done your one-year inventory, then we're going to really celebrate your wins. And this is a part that, especially as women, we love to skip over. We don't want to brag. We don't want to toot our own horn. We don't want to really celebrate. We're afraid if we celebrate, the other shoe's going to drop. But as your coach in this moment, I am going to make you really celebrate and really own the wins that you have. And so we do this by putting each of those wins in here and then answering the question, what strengths, skills, or qualities were developed as you created this win? And so this is about you taking the the win and looking at who you've become as a result of that win. So for an example here, we have forgave my ex-spouse and the strength there is open-mindedness, flexibility, compassion, and self-love. You might have a win like doing distance learning with my kids and figuring that out and mastering that technology. And maybe some of those strengths are you became a more present parent or you literally figured out how to understand what was going on with Zoom and you literally figured out how to get the computer set up for that. Like you, you actually became more resourceful with how you deal with technology, for example. So pull out those strengths and really own that win and let yourself celebrate it. I love that. Cool. Okay, so moving along. So you're gonna do that. You're gonna write a transfer all of those wins over. You're gonna answer that question. You're gonna really own it. You're gonna really feel into it and really understand who you've become as a result of these wins. And this process, I want it to feel really good for you. Even if it feels a little uncomfortable to celebrate the wins, let it feel good and really take the opportunity to own it. Well, and I just also want to point out, because I've done this process every year since I've got this little neat thing. Yeah. I do do it a little bit later than when we're teaching this right now. So I tend to do it more into December, but it does like, for me, it does take a few sittings and like, I'll go through it and then I'll go back and then I'll go through it. And you'll, as Amy gets through it, you'll see that there actually is a completion moment, but I would say just give yourself the time. And, and one thing we could do is we could all go in our calendars and like really find some time like to give to ourselves for this, all this kind of work that's today and this being a really big part of it. But in case anyone's overwhelmed already. <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. And you can do this, you know, you can go really, really deep, go through every week of the year. If that's your jam, go for it. Or you can skim the surface and see Definitely. what that brings you. No matter how deep or how kind of lay, you know light that you keep it, there is definitely going to be gifts that you receive from doing this process. I can Love guarantee it. you. Yeah. So then we go to processing our failures, processing the disappointments, the things that did not work out. And Lord knows we have a lot of them this year. I know all of us do. And so this next tool is something that I found to be invaluable. It's the perspective scale. And so what you'll see on there is a scale from the range from one all the way up to 11. One being despair and torment. Then we go to two, which is insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness. Then three is hatred, rage, anger. And we go all the way up to 11, which is when we feel freedom, 
joy, empowerment, passion, and total faith. So as you can see, we want to move ourselves up the scale about each and every one of our failures, losses, and incompletions. And so this perspective scale, when I do this in a workshop setting, by the way, this is kind of fun. You can do this yourself if you want. I actually have the perspective scale on the floor and like a big thermometer on the floor so that you can I love that. Yeah. It's so fun to do this in person because we'll then, you'll then basically take each of your failures and you'll rate on that scale of one to 11, how you're feeling about that failure. Because sometimes we have failures and incompletions and losses where we're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like I'm at 11 joy empowerment. Like that does not bother me at all. And then we have other failures and losses and disappointments where it gets stuck in our craw, so to speak, right? Where we're kind of like gnawing on that failure and beating ourselves up about it. So what you want to do is rate each and every one of your failures on there. So on the sample perspective scale, so we have, um, let's say that you lost your job this year. Maybe you got laid off. Where, what are you feeling about that? And go to that scale and say, maybe you're feeling frustration, irritation, and impatience. Okay, so you'd rate it a six. Or maybe you're feeling hatred, rage, and anger about it. Okay, then rate it a three. Just be, and do this on an intuitive level, just briskly go, okay, when I think of that failure, when I bring that up into my mind and my consciousness, what happens? How am I feeling on this scale? And just go ahead and give it a rating. That's the first step. And you want to do this for each of your failures, losses, and incompletions. And then the next step, and again, if we were in the room, we would I would have you then bring up that particular failure and go and stand right next to that number on the scale. So then what we're trying to do to process this failure, loss, and completion is we want to move ourselves up the scale. Did you want to jump in there, Mia? No, 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 I'm good. Okay, okay. So what we want to do is we want you to note where you are on the scale. And then we want you to look at the next number up to see how you can actually get yourself authentically to that next level heading up towards that 11. So this is really interesting because oftentimes we'll look at something that's a big failure and a loss and maybe we're in that number one place where we're in, it torments us, whatever it is that's happening. Maybe you had a really big loss this year and you are in despair and torment about it. What we often will try to do is basically spiritually bypass, as it's called, and just try to jump right up to the joy and trust and faith. Like, oh no, everything's fine. I'm good to go. Everything's fine. That's I'm actually definitely an everything is fine kind of girl. So yeah, this process right? is good for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we want to actually authentically move you up the scale. And that can happen, it can actually happen relatively quickly when we take ourselves through this process. And so I want you to be very authentic with yourself. And what you do is you look at the next perspective on the scale. So if we're at one with that despair and torment, we're going to look at, okay, how can I jump from despair and torment to insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness? Now, this might feel a little bit weird for a coach to be like, how can you get yourself into insecurity, guilt, and unworthiness? I get it. But we're going to keep going up the scale. And so moving from that place of despair and torment, it actually feels better to be feeling unworthy than in despair and torment. And then we're going to look at the next one up, hatred, rage, and anger, like ask you to actually get 
angry about that loss and failure. And then we'll go up to number four, which is where we go into worry, blame, and doubt. So your job here is to authentically move yourself up the scale by asking yourself a series of questions. So you look at what one point higher on, and then you just say, what thought would help me get one point higher on the perspective scale? So let's say that you have frustration about your weight. Like you feel like you really wanted to get in better shape. And I know a lot of people have been talking about like the COVID-15 or the COVID-20 or whatever, and they're beating themselves up about it because they've been on the couch watching more TV than ever because we've been in lockdown, right? So you would then look at, okay, how could I get from frustration to pessimism and boredom? And you may think something like, well, I've been struggling with this for years and I'm totally bored with the topic and it's never going to change anyway. So then you would move up to pessimism and boredom. So then to get from pessimism and boredom up to contentment and hopefulness, you might think, wait a minute, actually, in the past, I have been able to successfully lose weight and release weight. Maybe I can do that again. And don't worry if you feel odd trying to find thoughts that get you angry or bored or overwhelmed. You just want to move up one step at a time. And sometimes when we're doing this experience, it's actually really easy to just keep going up and all of a sudden you start feeling better and better and better and better. And then you're authentically at this place of joy and freedom and total trust about it. That's ideally what we want. Awesome. I love yeah. that. And yeah. what if you get stuck? That What's what that? What if you get stuck? Like what if you can't authentically get to the yes. next? Yes. Great question. So if you can't authentically get there, move on to the next failure, loss and completion and we're going to do one more exercise to help you clear it out. So if you get really awesome. stuck and you're like, I, you know what? I can't find a thought. I can't find a train of thought, authentically a perspective that I can buy into to get me there, put it down and move on to the other ones. And I would even say, you know, you, you can work on this with the things that are five and above and save the other process for the ones that are lower, or you can try this on and see how high up you can get. The point here is though, to really be authentic and real with yourself. You don't need to spiritually bypass. You don't need to pretend you feel something that you don't just see where you can get to on the scale. And we don't want anyone just to go eat chocolates. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Unless right. they're the kind that we've given you on the menu, which are healthy. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you might want to look at something like in order to be one point higher, what actions do I need to commit to? Or what do I need to stop doing or believing in order to move up the scale? Just keep moving up the scale. And what I, when we're doing this in person and we're doing this on the floor, I also really have people feel how they're feeling in their body. So when you step into anger and rage on that scale, where do you feel that in your body? And especially as women, often we don't let ourselves feel angry. That's not something that a lot of us were raised to be able to express. So feel how it feels in your body. And then when you move up to the next thing, how does that feel in your body? Stay in your body, see how your thoughts can help you move up, which I just think is so fascinating. Perspective is everything. So really move yourself up and get as high as you can on some of those. I love that. And actually tomorrow we have um, three different people who in different ways are going to show us the feeling in the body piece. So we, awesome. have, we have like yoga, we have dance and we have a brain thing. So it's going to be great. That ties in perfectly. Awesome. Okay, great. So you are going to then fill out your failures, losses, and completions worksheet and really answer what perspective or action would allow you to move higher on the perspective scale and just get all the way up as high as you can with each of these. 
And again, the goal is for you to authentically process each of these failures, each of these disappointments, each of these losses, so that you can just feel better about them as you move into the new year, instead of carrying them like a you know thousand pound weight on your back, like we normally do when we don't do work like this. So then the next step is the wake up call three-step process. And this is a very simple, but incredibly powerful process that I've developed over the years of coaching people from all different walks of life. I wanted to really distill down a process that could help us move forward and get that inner mean girl or inner critic out of our head and connect more with what I like to call our, your inner wisdom, which you might call your higher self or your soul or the wise woman within or whatever words your gut instinct, whatever words work for you, but that voice of truth inside of you. And so this is especially like whenever you get stuck on the scale, any of the ones that you can't get to move higher, ones where you can't quite get up to that 10, 11 space, then you're going to want to take them through this particular process. Okay. I feel like I want to just take a breath. So let's take a breath, everyone. I feel like I'm moving fast here because I want to make sure to get through everything. So oh my God, it's so just, good. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Shake it out, everybody. Shake out those losses because we're working with those losses and incompletions here. So it can be, I feel my body getting all hot and tingly here. So here's how the wake up call three-step process works. What I found is that when we have a loss, a disappointment, a failure that is really stuck in our craw, like I always picture like a bone and you're, if you have a dog, which I have my, my dog Batman, right? If when you give your dog a bone and they start gnawing on it and at first it's fine and then they start, they, like dogs can actually start gnawing on those bones until they're bloody, right? And sometimes we do that with our failures. Sometimes we do that with our losses where it's just like, ah, nah, nah, nah. and then we're bloody and it's horrible and we're just like festering in it. And so this process is really about looking at the story that we're telling ourselves about the failure and the loss. And so the first question in this three-step process is what is your inner mean girl or your inner critic, that negative voice in your head saying about this failure, loss, or disappointment? And I want you to let your inner mean girl rant about it because when we're stuck on that perspective scale about a loss simply means that our inner mean girl is telling us a story is making meaning about it. That is really painful to us and can be honestly downright cruel. So letting your inner mean girl rant, you, you should have, you could have, if only you would have, you're a total failure. Who do you think you are? You're never going to change this whatever your inner mean girl is saying about it. And I always find this process so fascinating because the words that you say to yourself are meaner <laughs> than words that you would say your quote unquote worst enemy, which hopefully none of us really have a worst enemy, but you know what I'm saying? The words that we use towards ourselves, the word, the language that we use towards ourselves. We always say things internally that we would never say to another human being ever. Have you noticed oh, this, Mia? <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally, 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 totally. It's so crazy. Mm. So we want to get those words out of our head and into the, onto a piece of paper. You can write it out. You can yell it out, do whatever it is. Just give your inner mean girl the microphone and let her rant and just go off about how she, what she thinks about this failure and what she's making it mean about you. So let her rant. And this can be a little counterintuitive because we think, oh, 
you know what? I don't, I don't really want to give my inner critic the mic. Why would you do this? But here's the deal. If we're feeling less than that 10, 11, 9, 10, 11 space on that perspective scale, I can guarantee that your inner mean girl's right there with a megaphone shouting some big fat lies and making up a story about you. So let's get it out of the darkness and into the light so it can be healed. And we do this by actually admitting what she's saying. So let that. your inner mean girl rant. Yeah. So then the next step, once your inner mean girl has had her say, you close your eyes. We'll do this right now. Take a deep breath. And simply ask, what does your inner wisdom know? What does my inner wisdom know about this loss, about this failure, about this disappointment? And with your eyes closed, and it's really important to change that physical state to actually close your eyes, welcome in a big, beautiful breath, and then ask, what does my inner wisdom know? And your inner wisdom is so wise. I've asked this question, I mean, I feel like probably tens of thousands of times, and I've asked this question in like risky scenarios in front of you know, when I do keynotes inside corporations in front of a group of professional women and I have no idea how it's going to go. And it is unbelievable what happens when we ask this question because your voice of truth, your inner wisdom is right there waiting for you to just ask. And so she will give you a perspective that will allow you to move up that perspective scale that will allow you to come to more peace with that failure loss or, or in disappointment that you're working through right now. That's so what so does your inner wisdom know? Yeah. What's that? That's so good. I just, I just think it's like important for just all of us. And especially, I feel like, especially as, as women and moms, we're just always trying to, we're, we're always trying to find the, the sugar coating basically. <laughs> and so we don't let ourselves, you know, like we, we don't listen. We don't listen to either the, the bad or the good. We sort of stay in the middle, maybe naturally. And so to go to both those sides just feels so needed right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you can ask your inner wisdom that, that one of the keys to the work that I do with women, whether in my women's leadership incubator, or if I'm leading a retreat back when we used to have retreats, <laughs> right. One of the things that I really always, no matter where, what venue I'm at or what context I'm in, I always just want to help women get in touch with their inner wisdom and not only get in touch with their inner wisdom, but then really nurture and cultivate the courage to act on what our inner wisdom is telling us and being able to get in touch with our inner wisdom and then being able to actually take that information and act on it is life-changing. I know it's changed my life. And, the, and this, I use this tool all the time in my daily life. And my clients use this tool all the time in their daily lives too. So it's really important. And then the third step is to find a physical gesture to really lock in the learning. This is a neuro-linguistic programming technique. It's something that helps you really start building those neural pathways in your brain to lock in your inner wisdom's truth. So for me, I usually put my hand on my heart. I have other clients that kind of stretch their arms out towards the sky. And you want to really state out loud, if you can, your inner wisdom's truth while doing that physical movement. And this just helps you cement in whatever information your inner wisdom has given you. So then you can repeat this with each of the failures where you got a little bit stuck in the last exercise to help you find a new perspective about those failures. 
And then we go to our lessons learned. And this is the final step before our official ritual. This is so important. I feel like in life, we're always learning. And every year we have so many incredible lessons. And so I like to capture at least three lessons. You might have a little bit more, I would say three to five at the most, that you really wanna carry with you into the new year. So make sure to phrase your lessons in a way that moves you forward and leaves any sense of punishment behind. So if, for example, saying something like, I learned that I never follow my gut instinct and that it always gets me into trouble. Not such a positive way to frame that lesson, right? Yeah. Instead, you can say something like, I learned that when I listen to my gut instinct, I will follow the right path for me. So articulate it in a way that's going to move you forward. And really, and again, you can kind of review that life inventory, like what, what did I learn in 2020? And I feel like 2020 has been a year where we've all learned a lot. I know that I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about my tendencies. I've learned so much about work that I need to do on myself. I learned so much about my growth edges, those places where I'm like bumping up against that next level for myself. So capturing them here on the page is a beautiful thing to do. I love that. And I love that that allows us to keep some of what I feel like we're all like, oh my gosh, get us out of here and into here. So I love that there's a positive way to really keep some of 2020, which obviously we need to do. Definitely. Yeah. So then the final step, thank you all so much for walking through this with me. I hope you pause this video along the way, come back to it, you name it. So the final step is the completion ritual. And so you can say, as I complete 2020, I release, and this is where you'd fill in maybe two, three, no more than five of those big failures, losses, and incompletions that you want to release. And then I celebrate, and you'll want to fill in at least three, if not more, of your wins, successes, and accomplishments. And then I will remember, and this is where you can list your three lessons. And so this, I highly recommend filling this out and standing tall and reading it out loud. If you have a friend that maybe you're doing this with, all of these incredible things that Mia's providing for you, read it out loud to a friend. When I'm in a workshop setting, each woman gets up in front of the room and says it, and we cheer for her at the end. So know that Mia and I are cheering for you as you complete 2020 by doing this process. So that's your completion process. All right. I hope that that conversation got you super excited to do this work. So here's the deal. We don't have to play the perfection game, especially considering who is teaching us this, right? That is literally the opposite of what Amy would want. She wrote a book about the mean girl, that mean voice in our head and how to really um, quiet her down so that we can hear the nice girl. And so we don't want to become the mean girl about doing this work. And it's really, really impactful, really impactful. So here's what I would recommend. I would recommend deciding when you're going to do it, when you have time. Are there three mornings where you could wake up a little bit early? Do your kids tend to go to bed earlier than you? Mine don't anymore, but they used to. Is there like quiet moments in the middle of the day where everyone's busy and instead of washing dishes, you could sit down and do this? I would give yourself a couple of moments rather than like a whole long expanse, if it were me, a 
whole long expanse will have its own, um, you know, maybe might have its own benefits, but it is, you know, it's emotional work if you're really sitting down to do this, but it so pays off, especially as we head into some goal setting in the future days. Because if you can get your feelings about all the things that went down this year, if you can really understand the benefits and work your way up the emotional ladder for everything that happened, you will be at a better place to make your next set of choices. And that's what this work is really, really about. So I'm super excited for you to do this. I'm super excited to be doing it myself. And I'll tell you what I do. I print out a lot of these pages that we're giving you. I print them out and I put them in a binder and I just have some time with that binder in these days between Christmas and sort of mid-January. I really do give myself till mid-January to land in the new year. Um, and I just really commit to this journaling practice for this time. I don't commit to that I'm going to keep going for the whole rest of the year, but I do find that this time is super, super powerful. And then I have this binder with wishes and goals and things that feel really good, and I revisit it all the time. All right. That's what I got for you, and I cannot wait to hear how this all goes, and I will see you tomorrow for tomorrow's gift.